Hello, you guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the Expand and Evolve podcast. I'm so excited because I have a guest here with me today, Allison Cullen. I love just calling you You Do Woo, but that's her Instagram handle. And she's going to be talking through all things human design. And I just first want to say that human design, honestly, if you're in business, you need to understand what your human design is because for so long I tried to operate like I would see how other people worked and I'd be like, well, maybe I should do this and maybe I should do this. And I was fighting myself to try to get myself to operate like somebody I'm not. And so what I loved about human design when I had my first reading was that it ended up showing me like, you're fighting yourself right now. You need to be operating how you best operate. And it gave me permission to just do what I always kind of felt like was my strong thing, but it gave me permission to be like, no, 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 truly. Like this is how you best operate. And it gave me so much more understanding about just even phases of my life and how to best operate in, in um, business. And there's just so much value in this. And so I'm really excited for anyone who doesn't know about human design to get a better understanding. And if people are familiar, um, even just understand a little bit more in terms of like how this can impact your business in a very, very magical way. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for you to be here and just share with everybody. Um, why don't you kind of start with just who you are and like how you got involved in human design and why you decided to do this as your like life's work. Yes, for sure. Well, I just wanted to say thank you for having me on. I have been a listener since episode one of your podcast oh. and it's pretty cool. We're going to go into your chart a little bit and some things you already know as well, but that everybody can hear, but you were very much designed to be a podcast host. So oh my gosh, I I'm, love it. I'm really excited <laughs> to be on here. Um, so yeah, my name's Allison. I live in Texas. I have a four-year-old. I'm a mama. Um, and I used to work in the music industry. I say my past life was being a basically business manager in the music industry. I worked with you go ahead. Just keep sharing. We got, we had some okay. technical difficulties, but you can keep sharing in regards to how you got involved in human design and, um, totally. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my, in my past life, I say, quote unquote, past life, I worked in the music industry and it was fun and I was really good at it and all the things. And come 2018, I think I heard about human design on a podcast mm -hmm. and I found out I was a generator, which we're going to get into all the types here in just a second. But I found out was I was a generator. I didn't really look up anybody else's types. I just dove into that. And it was very, very helpful. And I started listening to my body for decision makings instead of my head. And that and I'm going to get into what human design is in a second as well. But that made me realize that I did not want to work in that industry anymore. And I love music. And it's just been my passion for a really long time. But I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, and so I started praying just for God to sort of show me what I, what my next path was. I got mm -hmm. pregnant, meant, meant to get pregnant, um, mm -hmm. and had a baby in September, 2019. And it was like the day after I had her, I was in the hospital, which now I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to have a hospital birth again. Like it was just this whole thing. I know you've talked about this a little yeah, yeah. bit. Same um, page, same page. I was just exhausted and what all the things. And I was like, I need to look up her human design. And I looked it up and she was a reflector, which is a very, mm. very rare type. Like Carly's a rare type, 
but this is the reflectors more rare most rare. It's like less than 1% of the population. And I just started crying and I was like, oh my God, I don't know how to raise this child. Like she's going to be so empathic, soak up everybody's everything. Like I just don't know what to do. So I started diving into human design because of that, because of finding out that she was a reflector and started finding out about the different types and all of that kind of stuff and thought about getting certified, but I just didn't have the time, new baby, working, going back to work, all that kind of stuff. And in January, 2020, I was just like, God, I love human design so much. And like, I want to do something with it, but Mm -hmm. I don't have the time to like add a, you know, add a side hustle on. I just had a baby. I was starting to work again. I I had postpartum depression and anxiety. Like it was just crazy. A few weeks later, the pandemic hit. And the music industry shut down. And I'm not saying I manifested the pandemic, but it was like perfect timing. The music industry shut shut down. I got put on unemployment. So I still had money coming in and I had all the time in the world. And I went and stayed with my mom quite a bit so I could have some childcare and I got certified in human design. And I started my podcast that summer and I started doing human design readings And then when they, when the music industry clients asked me to come back once it had opened up later, you know, November Mm -hmm. or December, 2020, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm going to keep doing this. Hadn't yet replaced my income. So it was very much like a leap of faith, but I wouldn't change it for the world. So that's my, that's my past life and how I got into human design and got, got pushed off the cliff a little bit. Isn't it perfect though? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and I talk about that all the time too, for people, I'm like, you just have to have faith. And if you go all in on yourself and you're doing it from a place of like heart centered service, I feel like everything will always align for you to be able to bring in the money that you need. Like, it's just another resource that yes, we need it here, but like it's, I feel like it's easy and it comes easy when you're coming from a place of service and you're leading from your heart. Like things will always open up opportunities while we show up that just put you on that path. Which is so perfect. I love it. Um, Okay, so why don't we jump into it? I'm so glad this recording is now working because I don't know what was going on. But if you want to just kind of jump into maybe just a brief overview for people who don't know, like, okay, what's human design? And I think there's five types, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. If you want to quickly go through the five types of human design. Yes. Can I say one thing that's really cool about this first? You mentioned your daughter because I went to this like human design reading like workshop thing. And she, I don't know if you know this, but there's like animals associated with the human design types. Okay. So I came home just for fun with the little worksheet. And I ended up asking my kids, I was like, I gave them the five animals. And I said, what one are you? Cause I knew I was like, I get, bet you they already know. And so I asked and Maddox goes, I'm a wild horse. And I was like, I knew that because like yeah. through and through you are. And then he tried to tell Dax, he was a dragonfly, which is reflector. And then Dax was like, no, I'm not, I'm a deer. And I was like, this is so funny. Like, and they were right. And then I read, I did their charts and they were both, whatever those are, I forget. It's like one's a manifesting generator, one's a generator, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you guys were right. Like you knew it. It's like internal within your body. You just know, like this is your true nature of how you operate in life. And I was like, this is so cool that my kids knew. Yes. And I will say one thing too, whenever I started my human design coaching business, I started doing parenting coaching through human Mm -hmm. design. And the crazy thing is you have it spot on. Like 
you don't really need to teach your kids about human design. You need to learn about human design as the parent because it's all about unlearning. And our kids mm -hmm. don't need to unlearn freaking anything. Nope. You need to, as the parent, unlearn. And so I always am like, it's fine if you want to look up your kids' charts. It's fun. But like you spend a year on yours before you even start trying to mess with other people. Like really, because that's the point of it. So. Well, it's just honoring their true nature. Mm -hmm. Like I think as parents, a lot of us, unfortunately, like we're conditioned out of our true nature to operate in a way that like might be, you know, a nine to five type of job where like for someone like me, that's so tough on me mentally. That's not how I best work. So where other people, they thrive in that type of environment. And so I just feel like it is, it's unlearning your own stuff. And then also knowing how to let your children, the way that they're doing things is likely their nature. Yep. So they know, like, I just, I'm like, they know what's best for them. They do. We're just there as guides. Totally. Um, yeah. So it very much goes along with conscious parenting. Like it's a, it's a yeah. great tool to use alongside of that. So human design, just in layman's terms, I'm going to make this super short and simple mm -hmm. human design. I always describe it as if the Enneagram and Myers-Briggs had a baby and it had astrology vibes. Mm -hmm. Does that feel like oh, correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it is very much like a personality test, but I love it even more so than Enneagram because you can't, you can't manipulate it. Like you can't change your, make your answer a certain thing for you to become mm -hmm. a certain number. Like you, you do like astrology, put in your time of birth, date of birth, city, state of birth. If anybody has questions or like, doesn't quite know, feel free to reach out to me on DM. And I have some resources if you don't know your exact time of birth mm -hmm. and we can play around with that, but it is basically a blueprint of your energy when you're by yourself and then how it lines up when you're with other people. Because so like Carly, when she's mm -hmm. just by herself, her chart looks very different than when she's with a generator or a manigen. Like the generator or manigen mm -hmm. will activate different things in Carly as a projector. And we'll get into that too. But it is seriously the most helpful tool I have yet found for keeping your energy clean. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you're, you're at your best when you're mm -hmm. operating in your true nature. And so you don't have all these like, oh, like, and that's probably why I get exhausted sometimes with certain people mm -hmm. because I'm keeping up with like a manifesting generator. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm back by myself. And I'm like, whoa, that's not yeah. how I operate. But I'm, I'm a, I've always said I'm like kind of a chameleon. Like I can go morph and be with anybody yeah. and be in their energy. But then I'm like, I've noticed more and more as I've gotten more connected with myself. I'm like, I actually like who I am best almost alone. Yeah. Like I feel my heart the most, I feel the most connected. And then when I'm with people, it's now learning how to not morph into everybody that I'm with. Totally. <laughs> totally. So it, this is very much a tool that can help you with your interpersonal relationships, with your career, with decision-making, with parenting. It has improved every area of my life. Um, I, do you want to go through the five types? And I was going to start with projectors since you are yeah. a projector. I think okay. five types. And then I would love to relate each of them a little bit to business and relationships. But yep. because you said parenting, like if you want to kind of yeah. include that, I feel like yeah. those, but mostly relationships and business. I'm like, that's most of the people here. Totally. So those are, and the most important things in life, really. Like what else yeah. is there if it's not relationships and business? Yeah. So yeah. The first type that I'm going to talk about is what Carly is. These are projectors. They are about 20% of the population. 
And in being in the human design community and hearing all the different things that people are talking mm -hmm. about, um, I really feel like more and more projectors are going to be born. So this is going to become more of a projector world, which is really beautiful when you hear the vibe of the projectors. Mm -hmm. So projectors are very much the new CEOs of this mm -hmm. new season, new paradigm that we're walking into that really started in 2020 and is going to finalize in 2027. So mm -hmm. we're smack dab in the middle of that. Um, so projectors like Carly are not here to be workhorses and to do, do, do. They are designed to guide sort of from a higher point of view. So it's like the projectors are sort of the birds who see mm -hmm. a bird's eye view, who see the future way of doing things, who see the whole perspective, like the whole big perspective, the bigger picture. Um, and they're really good guides. And the deal with projectors business wise is that a lot of time you a lot of times you can get really really burnt out because you are acting like a generator or manigen which i'll get to in just a mm -hmm. second but you're working like eight to ten hours a day and you end up getting physically mentally or emotionally sick and burnout mm -hmm. projectors are the most efficient of all five types so they are able to get a full day's work done in two or three hours so I think that a lot of things are changing career-wise and in the mm -hmm. workforce, but I would say for most of the time, it's really good for projectors to be like entrepreneurs and to own their own businesses and to be in charge of their own schedule. Cause like what boss is going to let you work two hours a day? Yeah. So it's very good to be your own boss if you're a projector. Well, um, and I want to say too, when I was in, yeah. in a nine to five ish position, I could get anything I needed done in like an hour or two. And I'm like, I had the whole day I was wasting mm -hmm. it trying to, I like took courses. I did all these other things to fill my time because I was like, what are people doing all day? How did yeah. this take you all day yeah. to do this thing? Like it just, it never made sense to me. So it is like, I'm, I'm going to tell you as a projector, go become an entrepreneur yes. <laughs> because you are going to end up ill. And I have friends who've got physically sick mm -hmm. from trying to live out that life of like the all day worker bee, like it just doesn't work. So do yourself a favor and find a way to become an entrepreneur, but we can move on. <laughs> yes. So, um, and then projectors and relationships, it's really interesting because projectors, what they do is mm -hmm. they basically will mirror and like magnify anything in their partner or that family member or person in the relationship, which if that other person is not healthy mentally or emotionally, it will make both people feel even worse. Mm. Like, okay. if the, uh, you know, like, okay. Cause I have a question. Cause yeah. I would just found out Daniel, my ex is a projector and I went, Oh my God, we were both just waiting for the invitation. And that's why we just sat like it. We couldn't, wow. it was so, and I'm like, what do you think? Do you think two projectors, if you're in your aligned state could really work? I do think two projectors could work. I actually know a couple that's, that are projectors, uh, but both <laughs> are very happy in their careers and don't work a lot and allow time, a lot of time for downtime and rest and mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So it definitely can work. It is rare to have two projectors in a relationship, mm -hmm. but they like when a projector is really clean it's so good feeling when a projector is not 
it makes that person and the other person feel so much worse, Mm, so much worse. Yeah. So it's just this like mirroring, bouncing, volleying back and forth each other. And it also depends on where you're open in your chart, like your different chakra Mm -hmm. centers, which you have a lot of openness. So that's very hard when you soak up other people's defined centers. Like it's almost impossible sometimes. Right. My, when I had my reading, she had told me, she was like, you might need to start sleeping in another bed Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. days of the week to clear and not be absorbing someone else's energy all the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so, all of it is just interesting. Anyways. Yeah. So that's projectors. Yeah. Um, The next type I wanted to talk about are manifestors. So these are pretty rare too. These are about 9% of the population. And while I believe projectors are becoming more common, I think manifestors are becoming less common. Manifestors were, if you look up like the Mm -hmm. charts of a lot of the, you know, kings and queens in history or dictators or whatever, a lot of them were manifestors, very much Mm -hmm. leaders, um, very, they're the only type that is meant to take constant initiative. Like the rest of us are sort of meant to respond in one way or another to things that come to us rather than go make things happen. But like, just do it like Nike slogan, just do it. That's very much the manifester. So Mm -hmm. they're meant to go start, start things, delegate things out, like start a situation, but delegate other people to keep it going. Um, And they very much have a manifestors always have a defined throat chakra. So their voice and speaking their truth is a big deal. Um, You have a defined throat chakra too, which Mm -hmm. we'll get in a little bit later. So you have some, some manifestor vibes to your projectorhood, (laughs) which is really cool. Um, Manifestors often see the future like projectors and everyone else is a little bit behind the times. Um, That's an interesting, do you have any manifestor friends? Like friends that are pure manifestors? I feel like I probably do, but I'm like, I don't know all of their charts. So so who's the deer? Is that a... I forget. That's like in level three and four. I've heard of it once, but I don't have it memorized. Like which one is I wish I had it. I'm like, is is that Daxon? I can't remember. Because one is an MG? Yeah. Okay. So manifestors um, sometimes have a repelling aura. Like it's an interesting aura because they are so powerful. Um, and they can, you can sort of feel a little bit intimidated by them like at first, but then once you get to know them and if y'all are both very aligned and living in your design, they're amazing to have around, but they're, they're becoming a little less common. So that's manifestors. Generators is a very common type. Probably most people listening to this podcast are going to be generators. Um, Mm -hmm generators and manifesting generators, which are sort of a combo of generators and manifestors. This is most of the population. So about 70% of the world of humans are generators or manigens. We are the worker bees. We're the workforce. We have them like a motor, a constant motor, and a lot of times need to get that extra energy out physically. Like I can notice like at the end of the day, if I can't go to sleep easily, it's like, well, I should have gone and done a big workout because I just have so much extra motor energy that needs Mm -hmm. to come out. Um, this, there's something really important for generators and manigens though. What they do for a career 
and for like a life purpose is such a big deal. If you do not love the work that you do, you are literally taking away your own life force energy and that that other like projectors and manifestors and reflectors need. So my um, human design mentor, Jenna Zoe, yeah. did a podcast episode that's really awesome. And we can link it if you want to, mm-hmm. that says, why is the world so pissed off? And it's because I'm a generator. So like people mm-hmm. that are my type or manigens that aren't doing work that lights them up, they are just like sucking energy from the mm-hmm. whole world and making us bitter and resentful and pissed off at each other and all this stuff. So that's another thing career-wise. Like if you are a generator or a gen who's working and you like working and you have the wherewithal to do an eight-hour day maybe, you know, mm-hmm. um, but if it is not lighting you up every single day, you have to look at that because that is literally depleting your life force energy and it is affecting your partner, your kids, your friends, the rest of the world. Like it's a really, really, really big deal. And projectors can feel that. Like when there's a generator who you can see like what they could be and what they could be doing and the amount of life force that they could be giving to the people around them and they're not, like projectors are like, oh my God, like I, you know, it you drives just me shake crazy. Them. Like yeah. I actually get mad because I'm like, why can't you see this? Like it's right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, really important. Um, Generators. So career wise, generators Mm -hmm. can work. Um, Like I could work eight. I would be so happy working eight hour days every day. Like it just makes me so like it gives me more energy. And I think as we approach this new paradigm in 2027, it's becoming a projector world where Mm -hmm. We, we've been designed the past several centuries to act yeah. all as generators. And I think we're going to shift into, hey, let's let life be more projector-like. Like everybody, mm-hmm. if they want to, can just work two or three hours a day, enjoy themselves the rest of the day, spend time with the people that they love, create memories, have wonderful experiences, like just be human beings instead of human mm-hmm. doings. And that's the vibe that we're going into. So it's really weird because even though I'm a generator, like if you would have told me a year ago that I saw my 2024 being working three hours a day, I would have been like, really? Like I'm a generator. I love working. But I think that's just a collective shift that we're having where we're saying, I don't need to do eight hours of work a day to feel worthy and to make a lot of money and to feel like I'm being productive. I don't need to be productive. I need to do the things that light me up, be done mm-hmm. with them and go have fun with my kids, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think for so many people, it was the, I don't know, was, what is it? The industrial revolution of like how we've been, mm-hmm. need water, um, <clears throat> condition growing up, going to school in all of these institutions that we're in to do the nine to five, like eight to whatever. And so we're used to mm-hmm. operating in that way. But I feel like it is shifting. And with so many of the world, even in 2020, people going to work at home, um, giving them the opportunity to have more space in their schedule for like not having to be so busy all the time. And I think if we're going to heal as a world, you need time to be still. 
or else you can never go inward. You're always busy. You're always distracting and you're outside all the time. You don't have time to go inward. And I feel like for this planet and like you said, all these miserable, angry people, for that to start healing, like we need space and time to heal. Yes, 100%. So for being in a relationship with a generator, if you're maybe another type, it's just remembering, I think that they have a lot more energy than you. Like my husband is a projector. He sleeps in a lot. He takes naps. (laughs) He's whatever. And I, for a really long time, judged him for, I'm like, can you just freaking wake up and wake up? You know, I'm like, why are you so tired all the time? And, you know, he's gotten a lot more energy since I have let up on that and not judged him for that. So that's one thing. Um, But you just have to remind yourself, like, if you're a generator, not everybody has as much energy as you. And if you're a generator, really, really look at what you're doing on an everyday basis and the things that are lighting you up. If you are and maybe in a nine to five job that isn't lighting you up, Mm -hmm. I would say add in something, an extra income portal, extra, you know, side hustle, an extra hobby, something that does light you up and watch your, watch you create more energy for yourself. Mm -hmm. Watch your family be happier. Watch you magnetize new fun Mm -hmm. people and experiences to yourself. I had to do that because I was working an eight to five job and I had to add in a few things like extra on the weekends or before or after work or whatever to give me that extra energy. And then it can be baby steps, you know? Um, So that's a big deal. Manifesting generators are a combination. So manifesting generators can sometimes feel like generators and sometimes feel like manifestors. And if you send me a screenshot of your chart, if you're a manigen, I can tell you which one you more more sort of vibe with. Um, The only difference is generators tend to work on like a daily schedule where they feel good sort of having um, a certain amount of work per day or certain schedule or certain structure to their day. Manifestors do more of a weekly schedule. And I know as women, we need to really honor our Mm -hmm. menstrual cycles and the lunar cycle as well. That's a big part of it. Um, But with manifestors, I often see that they maybe work in spurts where it's like Tuesday and Wednesday are their like super on days and they really need to take Monday, Thursday, Friday for chill or fun or you know, a long, really mm-hmm. long weekend or something like that. Like they'll work in spurts. Whereas generators, if I only worked Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I'd get a little bit like antsy where yeah. it, like doing things every day is better. Projectors do well having a small amount of daily work as well, rather than mm-hmm. like spurts. It's sort of like a daily oh. vibe, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's the difference yeah. between between the two. And then the most rare type is reflectors. Um, They have all of their chakra centers open, which just means they're little sponges for all of everybody's energies in their chakra centers. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are very much lunar beings. So they, if you're a reflector, you very much need to honor sort of taking quite a bit of time for decision-making, like don't let people rush you in your decision-making say, Hey, I might need a week or two weeks, maybe at the beginning, like a month to make really big decisions because you feel 
reflectors feel like a totally different human being month to month. And they are, like you said, chameleons. You feel like a chameleon because you are a very open projector. It's like almost to the level of a reflector. Mm -hmm. Um, Reflectors are the ultimate chameleons. They can sort of mold themselves to Mm -hmm. any situation. And so that's like my daughter being a reflector. I want her to see that as a gift, but not overuse it to where she's like people pleasing. Yeah. Well, I think that's for me, what showed up was it was like, well, wait, like, what do I actually think and believe? Because especially when you are so open, you can be so receptive to any points of view and any belief Mm -hmm. systems. And you're like, get everybody else. You're like, oh, I do get your side. I get this. I get that. So then when you're alone, you're like, okay, wait, what do I think? Do I even have a thought? Or am I just everyone else's thoughts? And so it's like getting that, who am I? Like still holding on to like, who are you? Yes. amongst being so open with other people and being able to just, yeah, like you said, like take on anyone's energy and be anything. Yeah. A little totally. sponge. I love do you, it. Uh, do you want to dive a little bit into your yeah. specific chart? Sure. If you want to share a little bit, I think that's really cool for people to hear because I think when you do hear someone else is like, I need to know mine. Yeah. And then we'll obviously include in the show notes, everything, all the links, maybe how to do your chart, how to re- like how to book a session with you, all the things. Yeah. Um, but a little bit on me, of course, I'd love to hear it, what you saw. Okay. So nobody can really like see your chart, but when you look up your chart, it's pretty interesting. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's a lot of shapes and colors and things like that. Um, and you... Sorry, sorry. It's echoing a little bit. Is it? Yes. I'll mute myself. Okay. I don't know why that's picking up all of a sudden. That'll be, that's all good. Okay. So when you look at your chart, there's a lot of shapes and colors and numbers and things, and it's very confusing. And that is why you either start diving in and listening to podcasts and or get a reading or whatever, because it'll make it a little bit easier to understand. But one thing that's really cool about your chart, Carly, is at the very, very top, you have an open crown, which is all about having a very open and receptive pineal gland. So your third eye. Um, and it, I have been loving hearing your stories about um, diving into psychedelics and all of that kind of stuff, because those are things that very, very much open your third eye even more. And that's really part of your gift in this lifetime is to do that for yourself and, and lead other people to do the same. Cause like if, if literally every person on this earth was cleaning up their pineal gland and their third eye, we would not have wars. We would not have violence. We would not have anything. You know, it's crazy at, the guy who um, he like leads reunion or whatever. I don't really know what his position is, but he had said that he was like, if I, my mission in this life of like what I want to accomplish is like somehow make all political leaders before they're allowed to make any big decisions, go do plant medicine and meet with these men and then see what they would come up with from that place. Like the world would be healed. There would be peace. There would be no, no, like, I have beliefs on that anyways. I don't know if you guys had better in the day recently in the States, but like we had Remembrance Day. This is just a side note. And I went, "Mm, if it's the 11-11 portal and it's supposed to be so powerful, why are we dwelling on fear and war all day? I don't know. Just a thought to like start considering. It's like you just don't need to create space for that anymore. Right. Right. Also, one of the really um, potent things in 
everybody's chart is your incarnation cross. And I'm sure you went over this in your human design reading. So in your in our incarnation cross, there's four numbers written there that are like your four main gifts. And the first two of yours, 2343, is literally called the genius freak channel. So what people who have the genius freak channel come in this lifetime to start talking about things that are in the future, the future way of living, the future, you know, the new paradigm, basically like you legit Carly are a new paradigm guide. I know I have that on my Instagram handle, but that's what you are. Oh, mm-hmm. I it makes sense. Because it's like, it's that bird's eye view projector where I'm like, how do people not see this? Like, this is so common sense for me. But even, I mean, recently I had a post go a little bit viral and the men are freaking attacking me. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this is so interesting because I had to question for a minute, okay, am I taking enough self-reflection to know that what I said wasn't out of line and it wasn't? And so I was like, okay, this belief is just, they they can't even conceptualize it yet. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it's totally that new paradigm of like the way, and I know that I'm like starting to learn that, then I'm like, I'm totally supposed to help people on this relationship path to understand how it's supposed to be, not from a wounded place, but from a healed place. And it almost fired me up more because I was like, oh, wow, we have a lot of work to do Mm -hmm. a lot. So I love this. Okay. And it's, and you know, it's just talking about old paradigm way of thinking And then new paradigm way of thinking. And the thing is, is that right now, apparently energetically, September 2023 was a big pivotal point that time is starting to speed up and timelines are collapsing. So the new, the amount of people that are going to be stepping into this new paradigm way of living is going to be compounded. Um, It's gone pretty slow over the last few decades but it's really starting to speed up and we need more people like you still talking about these things, even though the trolls are coming out. Yeah. So that's a huge deal. So genius freak channel, that is a big deal for you. And then I wanted, so your life's work, like what you are literally here to do. And this very much vibes with your podcast. So I'm so grateful that you started a podcast because I've been following you for a while just on Instagram, but like having a podcast is so it's just, it's a totally different platform. So it's, it's much needed, but I wanted to read it just word for word out of the gene keys because it was so potent. So it says your role in the world is to help others by making their lives simpler. This went along with what you were talking about, about consumerism a few weeks back in one of your episodes, you may do this in many different ways, but the, but the prime way is through the way you talk. When you speak, you are able to distill things down to their core, making it invaluable to many people, either as a friend, teacher, parent, or business person. You are at your most potent when you say less and wait for the right moment to express yourself. When you do speak, it cannot be planned, but it must be a natural response or invitation in the moment. In a world that is becoming more complex and serious by the minute, you are here to release the pressure on people's minds and resources. Your soft touch, clarity of insight, and knowing smile is much needed and will be welcomed everywhere. Ah, that is insane. Because I'm like, this This is what I love about human design. Because it gives you permission to know like the things that you've always kind of had a little hunch might be your superpower. Like they really are. Mm-hmm. And people have always said something about my smile. I've been told I have a really warm and like welcoming face. And 
that I just am able to dumb things down. Mm-hmm. So like I can take really complex subjects and make them like, I think the term is layman's terms. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't use big smart language because I'm like, that's not relatable to the normal person. And so you don't need to use all that. It's just, I, this is why I love human design because I'm like, I knew this was part of my helpfulness is that I can Mm -hmm. do that. But yeah, anyways, it's just so funny. So that's (laughs) in your incarnation cross. And another one in your, in your incarnation cross is about having a rebellious spirit and speaking out about it. And honestly, with your, and I know I'm using human design terms, but one of your chakra centers is called the Ajna. Yours is defined. You are meant to be very opinionated and speak about it. And like, I saw this because I do like a lot of my beliefs are not comfortable Mm -hmm. for people and they are very opinionated in the sense that it's like, I'm very open and you probably can see this on my chart Mm -hmm. until I have a decision made about something that I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 this is just the way it is. I'm open to receive all types of information. And I've been told like, that's not being closed-minded. And I and I don't even think it's stubborn. It's like, no, but once I have all of the resources and the information, I've made a decision based on that. That's my decision. It's my belief. Until new stuff could maybe come out and shift that. But until then, like this is just the way it is. And obviously during the pandemic, I was very outspoken and that wasn't very comfy for people either. But I'm like, I also, I don't know if human design brings this in, but I'm like, I'm super intuitive and I just know things. Whether it doesn't, I don't need research to show it to me. I just can know things. Yeah. And that can be uncomfortable for people too when they're so used to, but like, where are the facts? And I'm like, you don't need facts when you just know something. Mm-hmm. Like you can feel it in your body. You don't need, anyways, skewed scientific reports that are untrue to tell you yeah. that something's yeah. real. Yeah. No, that was the next thing I was going to talk about is your open crown center. And that's where your pineal gland is and and all that kind of stuff. But it's not, you know, everybody is intuitive. And we all sort of take it in, in different areas of your, of our bodies. Like some people, it's like a gut instinct for you. It's instead of a gut instinct, you do have splenic authority. So for everybody, a a really cool, after you know your type in human design, a really cool next place to go is your authority. Cause this is your decision-making process. So for Carly, her authority is her spleen. And your spleen is all about, um, it's almost like a, a mama instinct, like a safety, um, keeping yourself healthy and alive and that kind of thing. And it, and the spleen's very interesting because it is not logical whatsoever. Like it doesn't make logical sense. It's just like, this is right. This is not right. I need to take a left here instead of a right. Like it's, it speaks in, in a weird language. So that's where your instinct lies is more in your spleen instead of your gut. But a big part of that is making sure you're not making decisions from fear, which you, from what I know, don't, don't do at, at all anymore. At least it's like, no, I'm making this out of safety, but not out of fear, you know? Yeah. And that's where it's giving yourself time because I think and for me, at least, I'm, I feel like this is splenic too, where you get hit with the truth once and you're not getting hit again, where some people might get hit over and over. It's like a reminder. I don't get that. So even with my separation, I got hit once with, oh my God, we're supposed to separate in April of 2021. He didn't move out until April of 2023. So it took two years for me to like work through my stuff, be able to be like, is this real? Does that did that really just happen? Like, was that actually supposed to be a thought that came through? 
Am I delusional? This will just go away, right? Like this was my process the whole time. Like this will just go away because this this doesn't line up with how it's supposed to be. Like I'm supposed to be married forever and I'm supposed to be together. So this can't be right because this gets rid of my picture perfect family. Like, you know, all the thoughts came up. And then it was like when I learned human design again, it was another reminder that I was like, no, you knew, you've known. I just wasn't ready to take action on that knowing yet. And I think that's important to remember too for people if you are splenic authority is you can know an answer and not be ready to act on it until, and like you said, it can't be an act out of fear. So I had to wait until it felt like I wasn't fearful anymore. I wasn't scared. It was just, this is what's supposed to be next. And even though it doesn't logically make sense, like you said, it was like, I just knew this was this next step. And we couldn't advance until we took that step. And now it's been like an explosion of my own growth. He's expanding and growing himself because I had to push him. And that was the way to do it was to like separate so that he could step into who he's supposed to become. And so it is. And like you said, the rebellious side, like I'm not doing things the normal way, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, there can be power in that. And yeah. 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 Wow. one of the final things that I was going to talk about too is your um, open crown center, like the pineal gland and all of that. And like everybody is intuitive, but having that open crown center, and I have this too, sometimes it can be like really overwhelming and you can suffer from mental anxiety a little bit because you soak in other people's thoughts and ideas and all of that kind of stuff. But if you can get to a point where you get really clear, and I feel like you've gotten there, I've gotten there in the past couple of years too. Um, I had to use plant medicine to get there. I couldn't just do it on my own. I might've taken me like 10 years. So, you know, if you want, if you, it's not like a fixes everything, but it is a faster track to opening that pineal gland. If, if you need to do that. One thing I'll say too, if you're not ready for that, and that feels too scary is group breath work. Yes. Not breath work alone because I never got as deep alone. I didn't even know how to get there. For me, it was going into a massive group setting, doing breath work, hearing other people scream, cry, and release because I was not good at releasing to give myself permission to like feel it all and go deeper. And it honestly has brought me to similar states of consciousness as it did when I did psilocybin. Yeah. So if you're too afraid and you're not ready for plant medicine, go to a session like Awaken is one. You can find like women's circles around you or whatever you can find where they do deep breath work. Um, and it can be freaking powerful. So yeah. breath work, if you're not ready for plant medicine, if you're ready to do plant medicine, go do it because it can, yeah. Therapy, I'm just like at this point, <clears throat> I'm just like talk therapy can only get you so far. Yeah. It's totally in your conscious mind. And you need something that's going to take you out of it. Because if you're a logical, like all the time, talk therapy is not going to heal you or help you. Um, I think human design wise, the only people that talk therapy really, really helps fast is soundboard authority. Like people who Mm -hmm. need a soundboard. And that's not most of the population. So it's really interesting. But it's so cool because with your open crown, And I wonder if this will come more and more online for you, but like with what is lit up, the gates that are lit up in that energy center too for you, that genius freak channel, like I wonder if some aspect of your business or your career will be being an intuitive for people. 
I'm already getting asked all the time. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, but how do I just do that? I'm like, you do just I? Practice. And it's not you. I'm, it's something coming through totally. you. So you don't don't put pressure on yourself. Right. And it's funny though, because when people are with me, I'm always like, give me an hour and I will have your entire life figured out. Mm-hmm. And that can be tough sometimes, again, because you're given the information and you don't have to act on it right away. But I'm like, I just, I think it's because it's so different to be like, oh yeah, charge me. Like I'll charge you to figure your life out in an hour intuitively. I, I don't know. It feels, it feels so different. <laughs> Go do some free sessions and just see how it feels. Okay. Seriously. Do some okay. intuitive free sessions like for, for people that you, I don't know, that you want, that feel aligned. Um, but I just, considering your chart, that yeah. is what I see for you. I believe it. It's I already know. Crazy. It's just, yeah. it's like coming into that. <laughs> yeah. And with your incarnation cross, you are, there's left angle incarnation cross and right angle. Left angle is a little more rare. I'm a left angle as well. Um, apparently left angle, this is like one of your last human lifetimes and it's karmically much more about other people than you. It's like, not that we're perfect or have all of our shit figured out or are done growing, but your lifetime, this lifetime is a little bit more about helping the collective than your soul zone growth. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So that's part of your incarnation cross too. And I don't know in terms of past lives and things like that, what anyone believes, but I'm like, I've been to healers too who have brought me through that type of stuff. And they're like, you've lived this life and all these different lives. And it makes so much sense because I have different fears and pains even within my body that I know are old, like they're not from this lifetime. And I just feel like in this one, like that's all I care about is how can we, through me, and it's, I don't know if you have this on the chart too, but my like zero to 30 was all about taking it in. Yep. And then as soon as I turned 30, I felt it. It was like yep. now everything I've learned, now I'm bird's eye view and I get to go basically take all of that experience to go help others. Yep. Yep. I'm it's I'm beautiful. a 622. That's what she's talking about. So another, yeah. so your type, your authority, <laughs> and then your profile. Those are like three main things to really dive into. And so Carly's talking about the 6'2 profile and I'm also a 6'2 and that's where your life is divided. Zero to 30 is all about experimenting and taking everything in. 30 to 50 is about applying everything you learned and 50 is called being on the roof. And it's sort of this like I don't know, like Oprah or Beyonce or whatever, like style, like of being like, okay, I'm the, the ultimate, not, it's not an ego thing. It's a very soul based, like yes. role model time. Like the, the medicine well, like woman. The, yes. Medicine woman. I was going to say like the wise woman, like you're in your wisdom Yeah, and it is a soul thing. Not like a, Oh, I know it all. It, that's different, but you can have a knowing of all things versus being a know-it-all. It's a yeah. different energy. Yeah. Like I'm getting ready to turn 40 and I'm like, oh, I wish I was turning 50. I'm ready for my like on the roof time, but yeah. I'm I'm going to very much enjoy the next 10 years. But yeah. I think it's going to be so cool when we're 50. It's yeah. Like, oh my God. It's exciting. Because I'm like, imagine if I'm just 31, like I'm just getting started in this next season. This is so fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're okay, what else? Very powerful, very powerful 20 years and Can't beyond. Wait. But um, yeah, okay, one other really interesting thing, and I'm sure yeah. you already know this, 
since you've already, you know, if you've already had a chart reading, like what's cool is whenever most people who give you a chart reading, give you the recording and the notes and all mm -hmm. that. So you like always have it with you and you can go back and reference Yeah. Unless it. you're me and you don't save it because you're <laughs> a procrastinator and you. Well, I can email you a lot of things you can dive <laughs> into. Um, but your I'll do a full reading with you too. Okay. We'll your, your heart center, your ego heart center is totally open which is interesting. So this is the center for like constant motivation. And it's, you know, it's normal for a projector to have an open ego and not be like, go, go, go work eight hours, all that kind of stuff. But having it totally open is very magical. And this is part of your, um, part of your, I keep saying gene keys, gene keys is, do you know about gene keys? It's like an offshoot of human design. I'll send you some info. Cause it's pretty interesting. It, it's a layer of human design. It's, it's, very similar. But one of your gene keys is very much about cha helping change the way people view and use money. And mm. so the cool thing, this is where the money gate is, is in the ego heart center. And this we're going to, so we're going to be having like a really big shift in the way everybody interacts with money over the next decade. I don't mm -hmm. know if financial structures are going to fall or if capitalism is just going to go away. I don't know. Or like dissolve a little bit or, or the conspiracy soften. theorists say that it is that we're I'm down for it. System structure change to our financial system. So you are very mm -hmm. much meant to be an integral part, integral part of showing people this new way of interacting with money. And there's, there's so many things with like prophecies about the new paradigm in 2027 mm -hmm. and stuff. But one of them is like, doing more of a trade system. Another mm -hmm. is like that we're going to all have several different income portals instead of just having one main job that you do your whole mm -hmm. life. Like that's not going to, that's going to be very, very oh, rare. It's, yeah. yeah. Not even going to exist anymore. It's sort of going to be like, okay, I have this income portal that pays my mortgage. If we have mortgages, uh, I have this income portal that pays for you know, medical and health stuff. I have, you know, like it's going to mm -hmm. be much more not putting all your eggs in one basket. So I have, I'll email you some in interesting behind the scenes stuff about this. And that can be something you start talking about because you're very much meant yeah. to be a leader in this new money, this new way we deal with money. Oh, I'm having another deja vu. I literally Weird. constantly lately. I like don't even sometimes I'm like, am I even living here? I don't know. Cause I'm just all the time deja vu. And I'm like, oh, you're the person. Cause I have heard this. And then I'm like, you're the person. You're filling it in now that it was you. Do you think okay, I always think deja vu is like we've experienced something in the past or the future, mm -hmm. like a past timeline or a future timeline, and then we're just having a memory of it. Yeah, it's almost for think? me, it's almost like a predestined blueprint or like we knew this was coming. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, I feel like a lot of it shows up in a dream first mm -hmm. and then I live it out in real life and I go, oh, you're the person. Yeah. Like I have this happen all the time where I'm just like, this is so weird. Like all these moments coming together. And if timelines are speeding up, if like what they say about what are they quantum leaps and all these things mm -hmm. that people are talking about. I'm like, if this is true and time isn't linear and it's not real the way we see it, then it makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. everything's, we already know. Yeah. It's all perfect. Oh my God, this is so interesting. And then the money part too, just because I'm like, I do feel this pull to talk about money and I'm like, it blows my mind still that people don't 
that can still feel and believe about this struggle because I'm like, this is not the way it's supposed to be. The way I see money is it's just another currency, like of energy, the same way that anything, like it's just another form or even of abundance. It's like there's abundance in all forms. Like I loved this example once. It was like, go look at the leaves on a tree. Look how many there are. Like they're, they're everywhere. There's so many. They're not, you're not sitting there like, oh, I need more leaves. Like they're, it's everywhere. You just need to stop kind of believing like money is a struggle and I need more and I have to work really hard. Like, no, if you're in alignment with yourself, I feel like money will just come. And you're the perfect example of that through, you know, I think everyone needs a safety net to start because of the world we're living in. You need money like you do to live, Um, but you need your safety net. And then it's taking those little steps leading you to like, what's the thing that you feel passionate about and understanding I'm like in the way that we're living right now, I'm like, you could start a YouTube channel. You could sell eBooks. You could do anything to make money around your passion. And even if you see other people doing it, like I could have looked at, oh my gosh, there's other intuitives. Cause that's obviously what I'm supposed to do now. Mm-hmm. Told me that. <laughs> or like, there's other people that have pocket. There's other people that talk about this, but I'm like, nobody can do it like you. And I always tell people, I'm like, your uniqueness is going to be what connects you to somebody that somebody else didn't feel connected with. The same way in business, you will be, you'll end up having connections with certain people where they could have seen someone else doing the exact same thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. And they never felt the connection or the pull, but they will feel it with you. And so it's like, you are your superpower. And then just go follow what you feel passionate and called to. And you can always make a living out of it. I feel like that's a different paradigm we're in now too, is that that old belief of you need you can't make money from what you love. Yes, you can. And that's what we all should be doing. So when you bring up the barter system thing and the trade system, I'm like, it just makes sense because the people who care and are passionate about farming, for example, let them be our farmers. And then the people who are super passionate about finance planning, like they could still be our finance planning people. Like we could just go more in the flow of who we are instead of trying to be something else just to make better money. Cause that was me. I was going to go be a lawyer or a doctor. Cause I was like, those are the only ways that you can make money and they're safe. And then I went to school and I was like, no, like I'm not, there's no way I can do this. Yeah. It's yeah. already happening. Like just look for the evidence. Like I just joined, I, we just moved and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to make some friends here. We moved in mm-hmm. April and I've need to be social now. I've been way too much in my two hermit. Um, yeah. but I joined the, the crunchy moms Facebook group and people are doing it. that. They're like, can I trade raw milk for eggs or, you know, like they're like yeah. doing trades already. Yes. Yeah. Where I'm like, I mean, really the way people used to live, like they had it figured out. It was meant to be simple. It was not meant to be complex. Yeah. And I had that come through in my, um, one of the mushroom ceremonies was like, this mother who I can only say is mother earth. She just brought me through how simple and how much, like you said, if we are going to move more into this projector world, we obviously need to do work and to do things to function in life, but more time to just be like, Mm -hmm. and you'll enjoy it. I think that's the biggest thing is right now. So many people believe that work's not something to be enjoyed or they just go there and they get the job done where it's like, my voice keeps getting funny. Um, it's just not true. Like there's so much we can do out of heart, again, heart-centered service to others because you love it. And we are all different on purpose. Some people are going to care about the environment. Other people might care about human's rights. Like there's so many different things and it's on purpose because you're supposed to be doing something if you're, with your life's mission and purpose in that area that you feel passionate about, which is so 100%. cool. Is there any other things you want to share on human design or anything about my chart? It could be me. It could be anyone. Yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to look at what, well, you like just when, whenever anybody looks at their chart, look at the shapes that are white. Um, those are the areas that you're going to want to sort of work on first. And Carly, I'll share a link with you for a freebie they can go to that sort of walks okay. them through each of these shapes. That's really, uh, so it, it puts it in layman's terms. Um, yeah. but one of your, one of yours that I also have, that's just so hard is the open solar plexus where it's the emotional center. Mm -hmm. And that's basically like, well, for me. If it was just me alone, I'd wake up in a good mood every freaking day, mm -hmm. but it's like other people's density or bad moods or emotional waves that then affect me. And it's so hard for me to clean up. Like it's so hard mm -hmm. for me to get other people's emotions off of me and out of my body. And I know that people who have defined that, that shocker defined also have a hard time because they have emotional waves and sometimes feel crazy. But like for us, Mm -hmm. being an open sponge to other people's emotions is just really hard. So really making sure you already do this, but anybody who has an emotional open emotional center, really making sure you have some good somatic practices, whether it's breath work, mm -hmm. um, tapping plant medicine, like whatever kind of thing you can do to get that energy out of your body. That's one of the most problematic for relationships for everyday living, for being mm -hmm. around other people. It's, it's a hard one. Something that's been really helpful for me. Um, uh, and this is something else when I was doing this on a girl, I was like, mm, what you're storing in your needs isn't yours. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like a boyfriend, maybe like what, what's his deal. And what I found is like bringing awareness to the area, whether you use your hands or whatever you do, if you feel pain in your body and just being like asking yourself, is this mine? Or when you're feeling all of a sudden really ragey and um, frustrated, you can be like, okay, is this mine? And then if it's a yes or a no, you can use a body test, whatever you need to do. But if it's not, it's just like, okay, awareness attached, like return to sender. And whether you need to pinch yourself, smack yourself, snap your fingers to just bring awareness to it, that it's not yours and you're giving it permission to like go away. Yep. Even if it's a physical, like, okay, like, I'm shaking it off. I'm pushing it off. Something to help yourself just have a little tiny practice where when you bring, you notice that I just do that awareness attached and like snap your fingers, return to center, like go away. It's not mine. I love that. Don't need to keep sitting in it. Don't need to keep feeling it. And I think that's probably a lot of empaths, right? Probably yep. have that ability because you have to be able to feel other people's emotions and it can be so beautiful and valuable to be able to do that, but you're not supposed to hold them. And what I found with a couple of people, because obviously I've worked with a lot of people in the nutrition world who struggle with their weight, a lot of them, when it comes down to it, I'm like, you're getting bigger because you're holding everyone's stuff. Mm -hmm. And so you don't even notice this, but emotionally, because you're like, you think you're doing a favor by holding everyone else's emotions, like, oh, I'm being such a good, loving person to hold all this. But all you're really doing is putting damage on yourself and you can hold space and give love to other people without taking all their stuff in. Yeah. And sometimes it does show up physically in weight. And then you need to start, when you start shedding that and doing the somatic practices, like you said, to release it, you may be shocked that body weight physically starts to fall off too. Yep. Totally. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so powerful. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. So just for people to be able to find you, we'll include a bunch of stuff in the show notes, some different links. Um, but just if there's anywhere specifically that they can reach out, I know obviously we said your Instagram is you do woo 
on Instagram. They can DM you there. But where else? Anything else specifically? My podcast is You Do Woo. Okay. You can listen on Apple or Spotify. I'll give you a link for a really good place to start yeah. if people are brand new to human design, and then it'll sort of take you through little bits of free homework step-by-step okay. to start digging into their chart and everything. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is so good. I just love it. And I want a full reading because I'm like, I, even though I've heard some of it before, different people share it in different ways. And I think you can pick up different things and you're receptive to different things based on where you are in your life. Totally. So, I love it. It's so valuable. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay.